Salvation is just the first step in God's plan for our lives. If you'd like to know more about salvation, just go to our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net and click on the Salvation tab today. Hallelujah. Woo! God is so good. This morning, uh, last year, on Easter morning last year, we were in a in the midst of a, a political battle, in the midst of COVID, and a whole lot of stuff that was going on, and uh, church was uh, having to struggle to go along. I'm glad that we're here together today to worship and to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. If y'all just blow your horn or shout or do something, amen. Praise God. I just want to take just a minute and share with you uh, about a service that I was uh, listening to. With this quarter, this semester, we're studying uh, how to affect our communities through intercession and prayer. And so changing our culture is what it's all about. And Wednesday night, a couple of weeks ago, Jeff and Margaret taught. And when they taught or, or shared their testimony and taught, Jeff brought out a, a scripture and something I had never seen before. And it just kind of excited me. And so for the last two or three weeks, I have just been listening to what the Holy Spirit had to say about that. And in John 13, 1, it said, Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Boy, I love that statement. He said he loved them to the end. Jesus came to this point and he said, I'm going to have Passover with you. At this point in time, Judas was still with him. He was fixing to have the Last Supper, the communion uh, was going to take place. And Jesus was going to love them and bless them continually through this. In John 13, 31, it said, When he had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him at once. Judas had left the room and he said, now that he's left, I want you to understand that God has now been glorified. Betrayal was about to take place. Jesus was going to be crucified. And he said the son was glorified because the father had been glorified. And so we come to this point of glorification. But he said, I've been, he said, I've been glorified. And, gee, and then he said, God will glorify Jesus. That's where we come in. Point to yourself and say, that's where I come in. That's where I come in is at that point. And then in John 14, 9, Jesus said to him, he said to, to Philip, Have I been with you so long and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me, who does this, his work. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. Jeff made this statement, and I had never heard this before. The glory of Jesus was that he was one with the Father. He was one with the Father. And so when he became one with the Father, he was able to personify and manifest the Father in the flesh on the earth, and God would be glorified through that shed blood of his own Son. And so we begin to see the glory of Jesus was that he was still in unity and oneness with the Father. And what he did and what he said was only what he saw the Father doing. And he only said what he heard the Father saying. And so that unity was his glory. And he said, that he said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
And then in John 14, 19, you can go back and read these whole scriptures. It said, Yet a little while, and the world will see me no more. But you will see me, because I live, you also will live. In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. Whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he it is who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. In other words, Jesus said he loved his disciples to the very end. He said, I will love each one of you. He's talking about us as those that are followers of Christ. If the glory of, of Jesus was to be unified with the Son, then the glory that he spoke upon us, that we could be unified with him, that we could be one with Jesus. And so this morning as we celebrate resurrection, we come into this place of being transformed into the, into the likeness and image of Jesus Christ himself. We want to walk in that place. The glory of Jesus walking with the Father, the glory of, 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 uh, of man is to walk as Jesus walked on the faces of the earth. And so we want to understand how to move in that glory. The glory that Jesus gives to us, be one with him. Jesus is calling his disciples, his followers, to a life of intimacy with him. I came home the other day and uh, Sue had uh, gone through her prayer time on Thursday she had finished praying, and she said, Eddie, I want you to listen to what the Father told me. And she began to talk about opposites attract. How many of you know we, we, were, we were opposite before we got saved? We were opposite of God. Amen. We're in the world, we are the opposite of God. But we were attracted to God by the Holy Spirit. And we said yes because of the resurrected Son. We said yes because we realized that we were sinners and that we needed, to be, we needed a Savior. And when we needed a Savior... Jesus was there to save us, to reach out, to take us, and to bring us into that place. But she said, Eddie, she said, you know, she said, what the Lord showed me was that when a, when a man and a woman are attracted to one another, they are polar opposites many, many times. But as they live together, as they spend time together, they begin to take on the characteristics of the other. And they begin to change. And I said, that's exactly right. And she said, and so the Lord had told us, told me that if we get into his presence, he's not going to change, but we will change. Amen? I said, Sue, you don't realize this, but that's exactly what the Holy Spirit's been teaching me about glorifying the Father and glorifying the Son, is that we got to become one with him, that opposites really do attract. And if we've been called into a life of intimacy with him, we've been called to be changed by him to be transformed into who he is. He said, he said, to those who love me, I will manifest myself to them. Look what he's saying. He said, if you love me, you're going to spend time with me. You don't become like somebody without spending time with them, but when we go into that place of, of intimacy with him, then we go into that place of transformation by him. The Lord told us, he said, he said draw near to me and I will draw near to you. He's called us in that place of drawing near. He's called us into the secret place. The secret place is the place where you and Him dwell together. And He is Lord. And you are blessed because you get to be in His presence. Come on, God, give God praise. I know you're out here. Give God some praise. He is worthy. And so it's the place where God Himself dwells is where we want to go. In Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son, in order that He might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. 
Oh, man, I'm going to tell you what. When you begin to think about what God said, when Jesus said right there in this, and through Paul in, in Romans 8, 28, he's saying to, to us, he's saying, if I called you, I put my name upon you. And if I put my name upon you, I want you to look like me. And if you look like me, you're going to glorify me. The only way to glorify the Son is to present the image of the Son wherever we are and whatever we do. And isn't He worthy of that, of that worship? Isn't He worthy of that praise? The one who came from heaven to hang on a cross and to die for each one of us so that we might spend time with Him. He says, come, come into the secret place. Come into that place where I dwell. Come into that place where I can change who you are. I'm calling you into that place. I'm calling you to be destined. You're predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. If you're in Christ and you're not changing, something has gone wrong. You're not in the secret place. You're, you're trying to get into the safe place. You're trying to escape hell rather than come into relationship with Jesus Christ. And He has called us into a relationship. He has called us into a place of intimacy with Him. He has called us to know His heart because He already knows our heart. We're not talking to a, to a man that has not gone through what we've gone through. Jesus knows exactly what you're going through. Jesus knows exactly how to handle every situation and every problem. Jesus Jesus knows how to transform you into His likeness and His image, but we have to be in His presence. Hebrews 4, 14 says, Seeing that we have a high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession, for we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Look what he said. He said, Because of Jesus, you have an invitation into the secret place. He said, come boldly into the throne of grace. Come boldly before him. Not, not as one that's been whipped and beat down, but one who wants to come in and receive what Jesus has for him. I encourage you this morning to come into that very, very place. As we go on and we begin to think about that, I, I began to think about all that uh, we've been studying in the book of Revelation about who Jesus is and the dynamics. And the scripture said that greater works than Jesus shall you do. And we, sometimes we get, we get uh, so fixated on the, on the miracles that we forget that he, he was the personification of love. And he said, greater love can you show than I showed. Now that's almost impossible to believe. And it is impossible without being transformed into his holiness. But in the book of Revelation, he makes this, he makes this statement. He said, to the angel at the church in Philadelphia, write these things and says that, says that he that is holy, he that is true, he that has the key of David, he that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set before you an open door and no man can shut it. Begin to think about that key of David. I've taught this in the book of Revelation many times, but the key of David was the key into the chamber room of the king. And only the most trusted servant was able to hold that key. And Jesus said, I hold the key. Now, most of you I gave a little cross to. It's the key to the secret place. 
That's what that cross is all about. I encourage you, put it on your keychain. And every time you think about that cross, you think about this is the key that allows me to enter in. The Bible says no man can shut the door that Jesus has opened for me into that secret place. Nobody can stop me from worshiping. Nobody can stop me from praising. Nobody can stop me from magnifying God. I don't care what laws they pass. I don't care, I don't care what the world has to say. I'm going to worship Jesus because he is worthy of worship. He is worthy of praise. He is worthy to be glorified. And this cross opens that door. It opens the door into the intimate place of Christ. And he says, come in. Come in and I'll transform you. I will cause you to look like me. I will cause you to be the one called into the earth. I will cause you to, to do this. And so I'm going to call you today. I want you, to, I want you to look at this cross and understand the price that was paid for the intimacy that Christ has called us into. And I want to celebrate in word and deed. I don't want us just to talk about Jesus. I want us to begin to look like Jesus. I can't transform you. Bible teaching can't transform you. Only being in His presence can transform you. I listened to what the Pharisees said, and the Pharisees said that by studying the Word, Jesus said about the Pharisees, by studying the Word, they thought they would find Jesus. But Jesus was amongst them, and they didn't even see it. And today we come into that place, and we study the Word, and we study the Word, and we study the Word, but we don't spend any time in the presence of Jesus. That Word transforms us, but it's the presence of Jesus where His manifest presence is that transforms us into His likeness and His image that we can bring glory and honor to Him. If you want to glorify God, just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand and say, I want to glorify Jesus. I want to glorify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So we want to do it to, 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 as, as a son. We are called to bring glory and to honor so that we might say, listen to this now. Listen to what I'm going to tell you because you're going to have a hard time with this one. Can you say, and we need to be able to say, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. Yeah. Well, Eddie, that's a little hard to swallow. God, Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Do you think it's possible that we could say, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus? And before you say no, let me, let me give you a quote. The Apostle Paul said, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. Wasn't Paul saying, if you've seen me, you've seen the Christ? You know who he is because I've, I've, I've set the example. He goes on to say, follow me even as I follow Christ. How about you? Can you tell people around you, follow me as I follow Jesus? And so the commitment level has to go up. Each one of us. The commitment level of Jesus was to hang on that cross. His commitment level was to glorify the Father. Are you committed to glorifying the Son? Am I committed to glorifying the Son? If I'm committed, then I have to submit myself to Him. I have to come into His presence. I have to walk through that open door that this key right here, that it opens. And I have to spend time with the Holy One that I might glorify the Son. When your time on earth is finished, are you going to be able to say, I glorified the Son? I glorified the Son because I was a reflection of His love? Do you love those that are around about you? Are you able to forgive those that have hurt you? Are you able to bless those that have persecuted you and said all manner of evil against you? Jesus was. Jesus hung on a cross after being beaten mercilessly. He hung on a cross and said, Father, forgive them, for they don't even know what they're doing. Are we a reflection of that, that kind of heart 
that kind of love, that kind of forgiveness. Christ has called us to glorify Him. Herman started it this way today, and I want to finish it this way. He is risen. Jesus has risen indeed. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Sermons from Southside Christian Fellowship Church, a place where you are loved, accepted, and received, a place of healing, a place of prayer, a place of hope. We invite you to join us this Sunday and every Sunday. For service times, location, and other information about the church, please visit our website at southsidechristianfellowship.net. Again, that's southsidechristianfellowship.net. As we wrap up today's message, we would like to once again thank you for listening. We would like to also have Papa Herman, an elder at Southside, to speak a Father's blessing over you. May the Lord bless and keep you, that He would cause His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you, that the Lord would lift up the light of His countenance upon you and give you His peace. And remember that the Lord's favor is with you all the time. Expect it. It is with you. It's manifesting itself to you. It will overtake you no matter where you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.